Did you know that you're special to heaven? It was created for you, not you for it. It's your home by inheritance, and this is why you were born. You need to know this when you suffer. Trust only Jesus to give you life. Don't do that to another person. Don't demand life from others. Rather, give yours. Thanks for joining us on Life Journeys, a podcast about thriving through the worst pain that life brings. With global initiatives threatening big changes to our way of life, we're going to need to activate Jesus' words about mountain-moving faith. Words That Work is the ongoing series on life journeys that is rooted in releasing revelational words of faith that will work every time and with everyone. It's about moving the mountains that keep us from the presence and goodness of God. It's about defining our life purpose and identity through encountering Him. Until we have the power to move the obstacles that are destroying our liberty and hope, during the coming Great Tribulation, when Jesus opens the seals that release heaven's destiny for the earth and mankind, after we see what's called the four horsemen of the apocalypse ride and bring great pain and death to the earth, the fifth seal shows the martyrs that God has ordained be completed. Why? What is God telling us through this prophetic anticipation? Know this first. You are special. You are much more than your biology or your afflictions. You're more than your accomplishments or looks or your IQ. You are called and chosen by God to be near Him and to be filled with His glory. Jesus is your elder brother, and it is He who defines your life. You are special. What does that mean? That does not mean you're better than anyone. It means you are far better in Christ than you are in yourself. Who you truly are is much more special than merely your earthly existence. Now, you didn't do anything to become a human. You were created that way, yet you own your body and life as your own. You can't say, look what I did, I finally made myself human. The same is true of your eternal life identity. You have a special glorified life awaiting you. In heaven, you will be so much more than you are in your physical state. You are chosen through the new birth to be an incredible person of great honor by the grace of God alone. Now, you don't need a Mercedes or ivory floors or chandeliers or fancy homes, planes, and boats to convince yourself that you're rich. You don't need fame and money to feed your ego with a sense of being special. You've been exalted by God to the place of eternal glory. You don't need the adoration of men to boost your self-esteem either, nor do you need to defend your pride to think highly of yourself. It's God who lifts you up, who is preparing you through this world of testing and shaping, and who will accomplish all that you are as His creation. Having said that, why the martyrs of the fifth seal? Do you realize that dying for your faith exalts Christ in greater way than anything else that you could say or do? It declares a life much greater than your present existence. A willing death for Christ declares that He is esteemed of great honor and glory, more so than 
your earthly existence. It says clearly that He is our treasure, one greater than our own glory in life. Therefore, consider these words from Acts. It says, When they had called the apostles and beaten them, they commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus, and they let them go. And they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. Every time you hold on to your faith in the face of suffering, injustice, and persecution, you declare the glory of the Lord more than any words or good works ever could. Every time I smile with a countenance of peace while my body is being beaten with weakness, I'm declaring to the room that God is worthy and that He can lift up my life with hope. Every moment of patience and suffering declares the esteem of the Lord to be higher than my trials. So I pray. I pray that God would make this so in my life, for of myself there is no way that I can live this out. Now, the Bible says that for the joy set before Him, Jesus endured the cross. What is the joy set before us? It is certainly being chosen to behold the glory of the Lord and being filled with the fullness of Christ. Having looked deeply at this glorious truth as I've sought to become more alive to the throne of God, I, I want to look at what we will be like when we see Him. Here is where we become special with no restriction. With a focus firmly fixed on Jesus, I want to dare to contemplate just who we shall be, remembering that this is all of God and none of us, that it is His glory that created us, and that Jesus is who we came from. In light of that, I invite you to consider with me our life from above. I see myself entering heaven, and it's the same inner sense of divine dignity that would be seen in one ascending a grand and royal staircase. I think, who am I that I should be recognized as worthy of this honor? Why am I not taking the back way, the servant steps to my assigned place? And I realize that God doesn't create slaves designated to be ushered away into some back room. Instead, I'm given white robes and a golden crown and a body that seems like that of a god. I have strength, vitality, unlimited awareness, supernatural knowledge, and incredible love. I can see, hear, taste, and touch a thousand things at once and distinguish each source completely. My face shines with a glory that men on earth could not look upon and live. I have the glory of God embedded in my being, though I know that His glory is yet infinitely greater. What impacts me the most is that the angels impart to me an understanding and sense that I am greater than they are and that I have a divine dignity that has made me highly sought after by the angels and saints and God Himself. I am indeed special to heaven. It was created for me, not I for it. All of God's domain has been given to me to call my own. This is my home, my possession, my inheritance. I don't feel unworthy of it, for
For the just judge of the universe has declared in his wisdom and through redemption that I absolutely belong here. This is why I was created. I'm not a stranger here. I can say, this is mine, my mansion, my home, and my kingdom. I am a part of this family. I have not been allowed to merely come and observe or ask another if I may eat, or sit, or lie down, or walk about. I have been created to be conformed to the image of the living Christ, and it is now accomplished. If a man on earth could have seen me now, he would have been rendered speechless and amazed beyond belief. To say, I am special can never begin to define who I am in my life above as an image of the Savior. The Bible says, I has not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. Attached to this is a divine sense of esteem, of hope and relief. Great relief. It takes the sting out of death and makes it appear what I believe it truly is, a gateway into a glorious eternal life. These days living with my wife in mostly a solitary existence, together, is becoming more and more like waiting at the gate of an airport for final boarding. It's not that we must leave soon. It's that we get to someday. I've not created this life. It is the work of grace for which I must endure this world's fleeting season of preparation and purpose. I'm here to strengthen the faith of others, to find heaven. I do what I do because of what is given to me eternally, not to somehow earn or deserve it. My esteem is making the transition from self-accomplishment and self-image to divine accomplishment and divine dignity. Only in repentance and a life near the cross can I activate it. It is a work of faith, and the act of faith is a repentant contrition and correction. I may most likely never be physically martyred, but I have died to myself a thousand times in both my failures and in the many attacks that men have launched. The battles of ministry mingled with the weakness of the flesh have been formidable, but they have pressed me into God, and that has been turned into a great blessing. Paul said, I die daily. I get that. We carry our cross, sometimes poorly, but never dropping it and walking away. Today, I trust no one fully. Not one person. None. I won't do that to another person. I won't let my soul demand that any man give me life. I won't draw life from them. Hard times don't bar the way to life in Christ or to the truth of His glory. Greater reality is from above. Dying to self and being crucified to the world is the pathway to victory. And I'm not here to depend upon men, but to help them depend upon the Lord. And to do this, you must know who you truly are. This is the fifth seal. Souls on the altar of God. They are not on men's altars. They didn't die because God was not able to prevent it. In fact, He has decreed it. Revelation 6.11 says that they should rest yet for a little season 
until their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. Never think that you're out of the will of God if you're suffering at the hands of an unjust world. To think otherwise is satanic. You were never promised that this world would be fair. What's important is to find out where life truly exists and how to attain it. The rich and famous die young and old. The rain falls on the just and the unjust. The world doesn't determine what works. Heaven does. Therefore, never fear to die to this world and live unto God. Remember the martyrs of whom this world is not worthy. Only heaven can define and decide the justice of a life lived and a life taken. Life doesn't work by what's fair in the eyes of man. Only grace works. The message of the martyrs of the fifth seal doesn't tell us that we too must be killed. It says that there is a much greater life in store for those who will believe and give their lives here for love. You can unlock the presence of God in your life. There are revelation principles that remove the mountains, keeping us from joy, hope, peace, and purpose when our world gets turned upside down. Look for these words that work with Pastor Hardica as he shares what has helped him when life got hard. And don't forget to check out his book, The Fortress and the Firebrand, available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Thanks for listening to Life Journeys. Find new episodes every Wednesday and Saturday. And if you're new to this series, it begins with the September 16th episode. Did you know that you're special to heaven? It was created for you, not you for it. It's your home by inheritance. And this is why you were born. You need to know this when you suffer. Trust only Jesus to give you life. Don't do that to another person. Don't demand life from others. Rather, give yours.